Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with Thomas Frank Carr. T. Frank, you ready for some Penn State football talk? When am I not? Always ready. Always ready. That's what I like about you, T. Frank. Always prepared. You're the Boy Scout. Always ready. Well, All funny right. you say that. I failed Boy Scouts. But yes, I did learn that lesson. Wait wait a minute. How, how do you fail Boy Scouts? Oh, I just didn't get an Eagle Scout. I, I quit. That's how you fail. <laughs> okay. That, that, that's a surefire way to, to fail. Just quit. Yeah. Anyway. Let's move along. First of all, before we get started, a quick reminder that Keystone Sports Network, in partnership with Collegiate Athletic Travel, we're offering the opportunity to travel to Auburn for the Penn State-Auburn football game in September. Charter flight out of Harrisburg. You get to stay at the team hotel. Transportation to and from the game is included, along with a great tailgate party at the stadium. Dustin and I will be along for the trip. I know we are both excited. We're hoping some of you can make the trip out there with us. It'll be a lot of fun. For more information, you could go to athletictravel.com or call 800-788-4414. All right, T. Frank, the dust has settled on the NFL draft. No one better than you to talk to about the Penn State players who were taken in the draft, and also what kind of fit they have with their new teams. But before we hit that, I just want to ask you this question. It was kind of expected that Penn State would have like eight players taken in the NFL draft. Very impressive. Yep. But how does a team with eight NFL draft picks uh, essentially play 500 football over the last two seasons? So, so is this you lobbing me a layup or an alley oop here? Uh, because yes, yeah, it is. It, that's yes, it is. that well, so that's been that's been the main question from Penn State fans over the weekend, and the reality is, it's not a quarter. None of them were a quarterback, and I know that you know um, Trace McSorley was like a sixth round pick, but he was a guy that shouldn't have been drafted and was like a sixth or seventh round pick. Uh, just football's a team sport, but it's not created equal. You've got positions that are more important. And if you look at the distribution of positional players, uh, you have a couple important positions that were drafted. Arnold Ebikidi was good. He was not here in 2020, though. Um, and you have Jahan Dotson, a receiver, also a valuable position, but dependent on the quarterback. And then a lot of those guys went in the seventh round, sixth and seventh round. So good enough to get into the NFL. Uh, good, You know, a major accomplishment to be drafted. But that is kind of the reality is, Key positions didn't play up to their level, and football is not an equitable sport. Like, it's a team sport, but it's not equitable. So that's why you have a, a, a team in that situation. And then uh, Nate Bauer, my coworker, always points this out as like, they basically had two drafts because if you were good enough to go to the NFL in 2020 during the lockout, during COVID, all that stuff, you went. So teams that were good and had good players, they went no matter what. Penn State had guys that came back. So this is kind of 2020 and 2021 all in one draft. Very good. You smacked the uh, softball out of the ballpark, T. Frank. Good. So 
Well, let's get to the individual players. You mentioned Jahan Dotson. I know we talked about him being a late first round pick, perhaps uh, early second round. He ended up going 16th, which was a little bit of a surprise. Or was it really a surprise after that run on wide receivers? What was it, though? Starting at pick eight, I think it was four out of five picks were wide receivers. Yeah. So there was a real run on them. So maybe we shouldn't have been surprised. Uh, No, I was surprised. And and for an ancillary reason as well. Not just about where Jahan Dotson went, but also because the NFL controlled themselves with a crop of quarterbacks, which they have not done in the past. And I've, I've... I can list you a, a large sum of quarterbacks that had no first-round film that went in the first round. Mitchell Trubisky, uh, E.J. Manuel, Jake Locker. Uh, who's the tall kid from Missouri that went in the first round a couple uh, long time ago? Like during the NFL's lockout, they they were desperate. They drafted Jake Lock or um, uh, Christian Ponder in the first round. So the NFL will make excuses to draft first-round quarterbacks. They did not this year. And not only did they not do that, they didn't trade up into the first round for these guys to get Sam Howell at the bottom of the first. I I, for, I stopped tracking where he went. I don't even know where he is at this point. So all those guys went in the third and fourth round, and you almost had a correction of what drafts kind of look like without quarterbacks' inflated value at the top of the draft. And that pushes up skill positions, and especially in the NFL. Can you catch the ball? Can you stop somebody from catching the ball? Can you tackle the quarterback? Those were the players, those are the positions that went high. So I, I liken this to Micah Parsons, where there was a uh, inflation of some quarterbacks that went ahead of him, and if you take those players out, he was like the ninth overall pick. So that's not even that much of a slide for Micah Parsons, who's considered a top 10 talent, one defensive rookie of the year. But quarterbacks change the mathematics of the draft, because teams that need them are going to take them no matter what until this year. Um... And then when you put in the, the run on receivers that happens because of that, that pushes Jahan Dotson up in the first round. The only thing I was surprised by in terms of Dotson going was that I was surprised that a team didn't look at the height, weight, speed and draft a guy like Christian Watson, who went in the second round to the Packers uh, or somebody else in that vein, a George Pickens. Uh, and I know the character concern for Pitt, for Pickens pushed him down the draft board, but those are the guys that typically go in the first round. So the uh, the football the commanders, i got to get you their new nickname, the commanders decided Jahan Dotson was worth a top 16 overall pick. I would say they could have traded down and done that, but they wanted to make sure they got a receiver and a running mate with Terry McLaurin. And it's not so incredible of a reach that you shake your head and go, what are they doing? Well, I think, when we saw all of the mock drafts, he was a bit lower in the draft. But when, as I said, there were four receivers taken ahead of him, it just seemed like that wide receiver market, as you pointed out, having no quarterbacks in the first round, that all got pushed up. We knew there would be a lot of receivers taken. Yeah. Being, let me ask it a different way, not so much where he went in the draft, but going fifth among wide receivers, I'm not sure that was any surprise, though. No. Uh, yeah, that's 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 exactly right. Um, he was 5-10, to 10, depending on who you talk to. And again, this this goes back to, if you look at the top of the draft, Trent Baalke is not a good GM. The Jaguars GM, 
the, their new their new guy that's in charge. He drafted height, weight, speed. He drafted upside in uh, the Walker kid that went number one overall. Aiden Hutchinson's a better football player. Kayvon Thibodeau, despite like, oh, does he take plays off, has more production. Now, are there reasons that in the Georgia defense he did not produce the same way and he was playing basically five technique? He's playing over top of the, the tackle and he's not coming off the edge like the rest of the guys? Sure, but that is not... There are guys that produce in that situation anyway if he's the physical freak he is. So that's I guess that's my point about Jahan Dotson is teams salivate over the upside and the potential almost in an NBA draft-like way. Dotson does not have those things, so I was surprised that a team uh, looked past that and, and actually picked a good football player instead of going for a guy that has, you know, we have potential upside here. I think it helps that they have Terry McLaurin. I think it's a great situation from a balanced perspective on their offense. The problem for Dotson is it's a terrible organization with terrible leadership, terrible management, a good head coach, and a terrible quarterback. So only one of those fundamental like building block principles is there in Washington. And that's, that's a big part of any team. When you go there, it was like when we saw Oway last year go to the Ravens. I said, you know what? That's a great fit. Yep. Great They'll use him right. Great team defensively. Yep. It, exactly. And being an Eagles fan in that same division, I hate when my favorite Penn State player goes to a competitor in the division yeah. like Micah Parsons did and Saquon Barkley did. All right. Let, let's keep going through the list. Um, Arnold E. Bikini. He was another guy like Oway. If he went to the Ravens, I would instantly say great fit. Yeah. Uh, but he went to the Falcons, and that was in the pretty early in the second round, about where we thought he would go. Yeah. But what about the fit with the Falcons? So uh, Evakiti is already listed at 256 on their roster, which I thought was interesting. Like he's gained six pounds over the offseason. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but that's what they weighed him in as. Um, this one's a little tough because if he's just going after the quarterback, I think it's a great fit. But Dean Pease is a simulated pressure, zone blitz sort of guy. Maybe a little bit Pittsburgh Steelers, but a little less, I don't know, just a little bit different there from the zone blitz. Not as, not as I think, not as crazy in some of the old tendencies to send guys after the quarterback. A little more conservative in, in terms of disguising things to look like that, but not quite as aggressive. That means that means defenders need to drop off the defensive line. And if he is the guy that's dropping 100 times off the line of scrimmage, it may not seem like a lot, but that's, you know, could be a sixth of his pass rushes. And I think he needs to be going after the quarterback. Is he athletic enough to do it? Sure. But his best skill and the reason they drafted him to end the 10-year need for them as a pass rusher, send him after the quarterback. And if that's the case, then great. If he's dropping a bunch, then I don't like it. So the, a lot of this best fit depends is dependent on how a coach uses a player. 100%. Right? Yep. Yep. So let's get to the next uh, play. I know a favorite for both you and me, Jaquan Brisker. He went in the second round. He went to the Chicago Bears, which means, T. Frank, he didn't go to the Buffalo Bills and he didn't go to the Philadelphia Eagles, which would have made one of us happy. Yeah, and I, I kind of gave up on that dream uh, pretty pretty early on in the draft process because once the Bills traded up for the the corner they got, it, it wasn't going to happen. Uh, but this is a, this is as perfect of a fit as you could get because they play zone defense. Matt Eberflus was the defensive coordinator for the Colts. They ran a heavy zone system with multiple different schematic structures. 
too high defense, so Brisker can play at every level of, of the field. He can use all of his individual skills, his instincts, his ball skills. He can play in the box. He can play deep. This is exactly what I was looking for from him. And actually, the defensive coordinator for the um, for the for the Bears was the defensive coordinator under Leslie Frazier in Minnesota. Leslie Frazier is the Bills' defensive coordinator, so exactly the same system or a very similar one. So great fit for Brisker. And I think you and I both agree he's going to be a really good NFL football player. He's got all the tools as that you want in a safety. He has coverage skills. He doesn't mind getting up yeah. in the box and tackling people. Like I said, I'm just so confident he's going to be a very good NFL player. We'll see how that turns out. Uh, T. Frank, we got another segment of talking about the rest of the Penn Staters in the NFL draft, so stick around for that. Attention Penn State alumni, trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran need your support. Your alumni trustees have fought to debunk the free report and to honor Joe and Sue Paterno. And they led the charge on an unprecedented tuition freeze, saving students and their families thousands. Independent leadership for a better Penn State. Re-elect trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran. Vote trustee ballot positions 238. Request your ballot at trustees.psu.edu. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. 